Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives. Welcome back. Hey, housewives. Happy you're here. Yeah, let's get jumping in today. We're excited. I know. This was unplanned. This is what we do. We (laughs) come with an idea and then God says, hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you would die if you were on Girl Boss Rehab because I like have one sentence written down on a piece of paper. Yeah, I can't do that. I just would. I just go. And thank but God. That's how he, God made you. He did. And he I, made me make a list. I enjoy <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants. And I can't wait to see what you're like in a few more years when your brain starts to go like mine. Lord, help us all. <laughs> that's a prayer. That is, please, all y'all start praying for me now. No, actually, you don't have to pray for me because I'll be having the time of my life. Um, although, please pray for the people around me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Those are the people we need to pray for. <laughs> my husband and children going, we have to do what? Well, this idea came from something that I have been doing the month of February. So on my social media, on Facebook, the end of January, God put it on my heart and just said, I just want you to share the love in February, which love, month love. And I was like, okay, this sounds okay, great. And he put on my heart like 28, like almost 30 different People, friends of mine that have their own individual businesses or everything from products to services and then just things that like, I want you to share. I want you to just shout these people out or shout these businesses out. And and who doesn't love a good referral? Right. That's what I that's what we do all day long. Yeah. You know, like when we're sitting on the couch talking to friends, where'd you get those pants? Mm-hmm. Amazon, nineteen ninety nine. You know, like those kinds. Yep. <laughs> Let me text you the link. And so... I just did it to be obedient in that. And so if you're listening to this and you go back and look at my Facebook, you can see I took a social media hiatus for a little bit, but I'm going to get back into it and I'm going to continue to do it a little bit through March to catch up. But what I found was that I got some really sweet messages from some of the people that I shouted out, which awesome. That's Great. I'm glad that I was able to do something sweet for them, that it was meaningful for them. I was not doing it for that kind of reaction. I was doing it to be obedient. But then the other thing was like on some of them, like on these posts, yeah, I get likes. Just, you know, whatever, however many, very few comments or, oh, these are cool or, oh, I love so-and-so too. But what I didn't realize was all the people that would be going to seek those things out and me not even know. Like one of the things that I share and I share often, if you follow me on social media or my lovely, I'll say $7.99. Thanks, inflation. Now for my press on nails that I absolutely love, uh, new pair, check out those. I get complimented all the time and I'm like, y'all, this is amazing. I don't have to spend an hour in the salon anymore. 
So anyways, I just happened to be at a friend's house the other day and I saw on her stairs. Who doesn't store things on the stairs that you oh, have to take up the stairs? we all do. Every night. <laughs> Pick up what's yours before you go upstairs. Yeah. that It's funny how many things they pass and they know it's theirs. And yeah, then just... Especially the socks. Yes. Have you ever tried baskets? Yeah, we with did. With people those, mm-hmm. with their names on them? Like, just take the crap that's in your... No, it doesn't yep. matter. Um, so anyways... On her stairs, I saw the nails and I was like, oh, those are the ones I use, you know. And she goes, yeah, I actually got them because of you. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, I saw your post on children. She's like, I needed to get my nails done. So I thought I'd try them. And I was like, oh, cool. I hope you like them, you know. And so we started talking about these whatever nails. But then it made me start thinking, like, how many people do I not know that those shout outs, you know, affected? Like one of them was our our vet that I absolutely love and adore. And like. I don't know if somebody changes, you tries that vet and that vet ends up saving their beloved cat or dog. I may never know that that post is what triggered them to change vets because they were or looking for one and that essentially that that's why their dog lived. Like right. that's a very extreme example. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, those are so many things that like it's the impact. It's as we were talking about the butterfly effect. We do this in our business, you know, and we have experience in sharing, but we're used to going, oh, thank you so much for sharing this. You know, I have so much more energy or I lost weight or this has helped my kid with this and X, Y, Z. And so we get that validation, I guess, from it. And so we know that what we're doing and what we're sharing is great. Sure. Right. And it is. I mean, there is definitely a shot of dopamine (laughs) and oxytocin. Tocin. Thank you. I was about to say oxycotton, not not same, not the not, same thing. Uh-uh. <laughs> Different podcast. <laughs> Go back to Girl Boss Rehab. No, <laughs> sorry, had to say it. But when somebody says thank you so much for giving me that shout out, you know that was so nice, and they're like, yeah, like that blesses me too. Like I definitely get a shot of love for that, and I that makes me feel good. Right. Yeah. It's however, sort of, however, it's the ones that we don't know that are making probably the greater wave. Oh, absolutely. The things that we share, I mean, I know I've been pretty open about my daughter's anxiety. I'm pretty open book when I have the time to speak about it or share about it, and hence why we do a podcast. But when I share about something, there are ripples. Like there's been a mom that's like, hey, so-and-so told me about the book that you shared that helped your daughter with anxiety. And we both have read it, you know? And yeah, so it does happen. Sometimes you hear, but there's a lot of times that you don't. Right. And that's what we want to talk about today. Like I said earlier, if you aren't familiar with the butterfly effect, essentially, I could read you the definition from that we found on a website that neither one of us really understood until it was like in layman's terms. And yeah, just let's said, just tell you how we think about it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's the theory that a butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world So the effect of that can cause essentially a tsunami in another part of the world. Now, logistically, that doesn't sound possible, but it's a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the butterfly itself that, well, it is the butterfly itself that triggers the tsunami, but there's a lot of pieces that come into that. Mm -hmm. So the way that we're looking at it, we're like, well, gosh, that's motherhood. And so often we minimize the, the little things that we do. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when we're doing the laundry for the fourth time that day. Fourth, <laughs> okay. Fourth, there we go. <laughs> fourth time that day. 
fourth time in the four hours, right? No, <laughs> the same load for the fourth time because you yes, forgot because you forgot it. it was in there, and you're like, "Crap, where is that?" And then you realize that it smells awful because yes. it was left in. Like, the- Ooh, mildew. I yes, right. it's the last load of laundry. Do you, that's oh yeah, always the sucker that I'm like, "Oh crap," because you're almost done and you got most of it, but yeah, and then it sits there, and then it sits there. We digress, but it's those small tasks. That lead to other things. Yeah, the bigger impact. I mean, even the little things of like when as a mom, when the kids are little, the kissing the boo-boos, the helping them, the resilience of falling off the bike and getting back on, you know, when you're trying to teach them to ride a bike, those kinds of things like those are going to have the greater impact. It's the little bit of discipline, not even discipline, just the like get back up. Yeah, the push, the get back up, the you can do it. I have that story from this past week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... I'm very much the, it's okay, baby. You don't have to do it again. (laughs) I am so that mom. Like, just, no, you, no, you don't have to do that again. And so we took the girls skiing to this little bitty hill. It was a hill, not a mountain, a hill in Iowa. And we were just going to be there for one day. And we got them on the bunny hill. We got them a free little mini lesson, which if you're looking for a small little place around Kansas City, I'll tell you, it's great bigger than Snow Creek. And they had their little, and then they were in tears. Like, I don't want to do this again. And I'm like, well, good news. We're here until at least five because you have tubing tickets then. So you're going to get back on that animal. (laughs) And that was tough, mom. And they looked at me and skiing's my thing, not Andrew's thing. I grew up skiing. He did not and has no desire to. So I walked up that hill with my snow boots with them and they're both in tears and you know all the parents are looking at me like wow that's a mean mom but I was like nope you're gonna do it you're gonna do it and Jay is crying I like basketball so much better (laughs) I was like girl I do too it's inside and warm but I made them do it again and again and they were mad as all get out at me and pouting and crying and then by the fourth time they're going down that little bunny slope they're looking at me like, I got this. Peace. But I had to get them through that little impact of like, I know you don't want to, but we're going to. We're going to do this. We're going to push through. And now I got he telling me that she wants to go skiing every single month. And Andrew and I are trying to figure out where her hidden trust fund is. Right. <laughs> like, that is not a cheap sport. <laughs> are you? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, are you hiding money that we don't know about that we're not? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, how many times have we done that, you know, with the kids when they were little and pushing them through and when they don't want to get up and go to school and just those little things. Or, Mommy, that- I have a tummy ache. And you're like, no, you just have a test today. Yep, Exactly. <laughs> Every time we've pushed them through and every yeah. time we've encouraged them to go. I mean, we don't think those are little things, but those are the big things that will turn into a bigger no, impact. We, we don't even Wait. think of those things. Right. Exactly. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right, too. <laughs> you were getting there. I was. That's, that's why. <laughs> but those are the things that we don't think anything of. Like, we almost write those things off as moms. Like, we don't give ourselves enough credit or we start to think down on ourselves or like, gosh, all I got done today while the kids were at school was I cleaned the kitchen and I vacuumed their rooms and I went through and gave all the stuff to Goodwill that they don't, don't play with anymore. We don't think that that has any effect. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it does because our kids feel comfortable in our house. So then they invite their friends over. Yeah. And so their friends come over and they know you as Miss Tracy, Miss Tori. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that this house is safe. This yeah. house, they can talk about whatever they feel that they need to talk about. Like, it's full of love. 
that it's a neutral space. Like, that's why you clean the house the way that we do. Yeah. Something actually just popped into my head. On Friday night, both my boys, this is like a typical Friday night thing. Both boys have friends over and I just love it's brother time, but it's also friend time. And they all play basketball till wee hours of the night. And we have played like knockout as a family. We play basketball. You know, we're very sports And we've had many times where our kids have thrown a fit, gone inside crying on the family part, gone inside crying, made a big deal out of it. They've yelled at each other. I hate you. You know, like all those things. And every single time. And let me tell you, we did this a lot in 2020. Like we would just get outside and we'd play these games. Mm -hmm. And during all these times, these kids would throw these fits and we would come back together and we're like, listen, this is such a simple game. We're having fun. You are overreacting. Like you can't overreact. If your friends are here and you overreact, are they going to want to come back and play with you? And on Friday night, we were getting ready to leave to take our daughters somewhere and all the boys were playing. And it was the cutest thing. I like came up to the boys. There are five of them. And I said, huddle up. And I just said to him, I'm like, how do we play in this house? What do we do at the Stein's house? And both my boys said, we don't fight and we don't overreact. We get along and we make this fun. And I'm like, yes, like, and we got it. I know. But I huddled with five boys, like pre-teen and only two to teenage yours. boys. Yeah. Only two were mine. And these boys took it on. And you guys, they played for five and a half hours. Like it God, was amazing. These boys, like they were outside the whole night, not playing video games. It was those little things that like that was a moment for me, like not a big thing. Yeah. But we worked through it. I mean, years and years of working through just those little moments. Right. And that's and that reminds me of something. uh, I want to say it's Paul David Tripp. But I also want to say that it's Dr. Henry Cloud that also has reiterated it, that there are no big moments. Mm -hmm. There are just lots of little moments that lead up to the big moment. Like you didn't decide on your wedding day to get married and you're not marrying him because, well, it's him. There were lots of little moments in there that made you decide like, yes, this is who I want to raise a family with. This is who I want to be attached with for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. Like it was lots of little moments there. And so often we don't give those little moments the credit that they deserve. Yeah. I'm all for the little moments and the little joys because that's what makes the hard times better. And that's why I love like taking pictures and taking videos because those little things when you're having a bad day and you go back and just look at that little moment, it brings so much joy. Also, you have to also record the bad little moments. (laughs) I never get to. I swear one of the funniest videos that I have. Oh, I do too. Okay. Is both of the girls having epic meltdowns. Yes. Oh, I got one too. Oh, it is glorious. It is. And it is mommy. Mommy's voice in the background is just calm, cool and collected. And it's like, and why are you upset? (gasps) Don't know. Oh, so good to remember those moments and also to share those moments with your children. Yes. And be like, oh, you remember? Oh, you think you're perfect, don't you? No, you have been a little butthead. <laughs> you know, like, hey, humble yourself. Yeah. But yeah, those we, are... We love those family videos. Yeah. That's, that's good. We mm-hmm. remind each other of those tantrums. Mm-hmm. Those are good. So I do, I do have some of those. I don't have any of the current ones. I think as they get older, the phone doesn't come out as quickly as when they were a toddler. And no, like, right. <laughs> well, also when they were a toddler, you could wait the 45 seconds it was before you corrected them for getting into your makeup and saying like, what have you done? Mm-hmm. You could say, hold on. 
Take let me the one, get my phone. <laughs> let me get my phone. You take one picture and then you set the phone down and then you go, no, ma'am, you do <laughs> not get in mommy's makeup. And then they're like, what? Okay. So I know. Did you take We're a confusing. Yes. But I mean, this leads us into those little moments of how our kids catch. Well, more is caught than taught. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we have the good actions and the bad actions of what they catch watching yes. us. <laughs> when you hear your kids say something and you're like, Oh, yeah, that's me. I say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember one time when Braylon was little, I was sitting out on the deck. She was playing with her babies and I asked her to come over and do something. And she turns to me and she said, just a minute. I was like, what? Just a minute. I'm like, excuse me. I must say just a minute a lot. I think I still do. I just mm-hmm. don't like to be interrupted. So maybe that's what it is. I must have said that a lot as a mom. Yeah. Kids like just a minute. <laughs> yes. There's other good things, too. The other little moments that you know that they were picking up on or they were seeing and being sweet to their sibling or taking care of them. And okay, so tell the uh, the, and the name of what you called. the Oh, oh, this one was talking about this earlier. So I remember when our third one, when we had our third baby, my daughter was only 22 months older. And I remember we're sitting there and nursing him and taking him and putting him to bed. And when I came out from nap time, she's sitting on her little couch with her nursing cover, a.k.a. Hooter Hider. I, that is a completely new term for me. Nope. I l- we all called him that. Even my husband, he's like, you got your Hooter Hider in the diaper bag? Like, oh my gosh, that's it. amazing. I have no idea where it I, came can from. Can we call bras that now? I like that name instead of um, yes. boulder holder. It's good. I don't got boulders, so I don't <laughs> no, think No, there's no boulders. There's <laughs> not, not after you've had children. No. Nope. Oh, that's a hill hiders. (laughs) But anyway, she was sitting there and talking to her sweet baby under the nursing hooter hider. And she had a little doll under there and she was talking to him like I was talking to baby Garrett was the sweetest little thing. Yeah. So some good things are taught. Yeah. The caring, the loving, the kissing, the boo-boos, the picking up. Yeah. Each other. And that's what we're meant for. Like, you know, there was a book we read for a Bible study one. I think it was like Mission, Mission of Motherhood. And... It was talking about seeing motherhood as your mission field. And so often we think about that just affecting our children. And yes, that's definitely 90% of it is like the mission field of raising up disciples and kids who their priorities are straight. They have biblical worldview. Their morals and values are aligned. Like, hey, that's a good chunk of it. But also in that is the the saying is you may not be the next Billy Graham or, you know, Jack Hibbs. You may be raising the next Billy Graham or Jack Hibbs. But even I want to go even a step further. And while you may you may not be raising the next Billy, you may not even be raising a neurosurgeon. I don't you know, or mm-hmm. the kid that cures cancer. I don't know. But you may be. Raising the kid who inspires by doing something to the other kid who is going to be the one that invents something or feels inspired enough or or because your kid was kind to them on the playground that they go out and they create the next greatest thing or, you know, or they become the next wonderful pastor and preacher like even that ripple effect. I was just talking to Andrew about it. And I'm like, you know, it's like we really got to rethink our idea of like where we were putting money for our kids because we we do invest money for 
for our children to use. And we laugh and say, we'll pay for one degree, one marriage, and the rest you can use for therapy. Yes. So that's what will help you. But then I'm like, do we really want to pay for one degree? Like, right. not that if my kid wants to go to college, I'm not going to lead them up to say, you know, like, this is your next step. This is your next step. Yeah. I mean, if my daughter comes home and says, mom, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to say, okay, well then college. Yeah. I would, nobody's going to let you operate on them if you don't have a medical degree, <laughs> sweetheart. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. But I also don't want them to just think like they have to go to college, you know, and, and so by, you know, myself being, being raised by two entrepreneurs and then my, me being an entrepreneur and doing different things and stepping outside of the box. And I mean, like how many people, well, it feels like the whole world now has podcast, but right. you know, like when we said, Hey guy, Hey husbands, we're going to start a podcast. They were like, <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, all right. Of course you talk a lot. You should. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, your husband pretty said, I'm pretty sure he said, and he goes, what? The book's not first. Like that was, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and he goes, but all right, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of those things that we're, we're setting up. It's the generational. Multi-generational mm -hmm. effect. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. We have them on us that we're working through, you know, what the good and the bad that came down multi-generationally to us. Yes. And then what was brought into our marriage and into our family and then you create this new core of what are my family values that I want to continue to impress upon my kids and their friends and have that multi-generational effect as well. Right. And that is what we call the unleashing the motherhood effect. Right. And you have an interesting story about how you came to faith in your family. Yeah, you have a story for I, us. Yes. So my great-grandmother... Esther Hill, she was at a Billy Graham revival in California, and it is because of her that my grandmother came to faith, and because my grandmother came to faith, she led my mom to faith, and because my mom was led to faith, my dad was not raised in a house with Christian faith, so my dad was saved through my mom and her family. And then I was saved. And now like, I married Andrew, who is, he came from a family that was saved. And there's a lot of different things like that. But it's interesting. And I have to say this because we were talking about generational and generational like habits, things that are broken. So my great grandmother, she was married three times, I believe, three times. Both of my parents were married before they uh, met each other. And so they were both divorced once and then met each other. No kids in either relationship. And um, they've been married for 41 years now. Like, and while my dad's parents, they were married the whole time, but my mom came from a home that, mm -hmm. you know, of divorce. And then Andrew's parents... Both were married previously before them, and then they got married, and then they've been married for another, at least, how are we looking at 40, at least 46, 47 years. And like, God redeemed mm -hmm. the broken marriages, and that's just, it's incredible to me on how lineages I, yeah, kind of, changed yeah. Yeah. in such a way, mm -hmm. you know, because it's, 
a divorce is more getting more common. Yeah, it is. And I think that's something that, you know, with this motherhood effect or essence of what we're talking about, we want to create that impact that lasts. And in order for that to happen in motherhood, it needs to happen in your marriage too. Now, you can still have impact in your motherhood if you're single or divorced. That's not what we're saying. What I was going to just say to that is that, like, don't neglect. Don't think that your only impact is through your children. Yeah. Yeah. And we just want to encourage because we've been through it and because we know the value of your marriage and the example it sets to your children for what marriage should look like for them, but also they have such a sense of security knowing that your marriage is a priority in the family. Yeah. You know, we talked about that. You and I both, all of our kids know that it's God first, marriage second, kids third. You oh, know? yeah. Like they very clearly know that daddy comes second. That is our like... Hey, girls, this is the hierarchy in our family. And the first trip that Andrew and I took without our children was when Ia was six months old. Mm -hmm. Us too. Yeah. I think he was four months old. Eh, maybe it was six months. But yeah, we took many trips, six months and at nine months. I mean, we... we yeah. <laughs> and that was like the Dominican Republic. And I was going to say, Dominican, ours was like, Hawaii was like... The, so there was no quick trip back home. Right. Like... Would I suggest Hawaii being your first eight-hour <laughs> flight away from your brand-new baby and you've never changed a diaper before? So, you know, a couple of pan attacks um, there, I'm sure, but well, for myself. Things are easier but, now to travel that far. I remember we we had to pay for international self-service oh, while we were out for both yeah. these trips. And the only way we could talk was through Skype so that we could see him. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even think about that. I know for... I was thinking about just our trip to our honeymoon. We didn't have kids then. but how we turned Andrew's phone off completely. And we told the family, like, if you need call this one phone, because we, we only, we didn't pay for both of ourselves to have international service. But when we were overseas too, and Rome, we had them email us. <laughs> yeah. We're like, look, we don't really, there are no emergencies. And actually there was a death in the family while we were overseas and they emailed. Yes. So crazy how, how things are different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like, if that's all you get out of this episode, go take a trip with your husband by yourself. Like, yeah, right? leave your children behind. Let them know. Because if you haven't figured it out already, eventually your children are going to leave the house. Eventually your children should leave the house. Okay. <laughs> I think that's changed more so these days. Right. But they will leave the nest. And then if you do not have this communication, if you do not have, if your marriage has not been a priority over your children, you're not going to know who that person you're sleeping with is anymore when your kids are gone. And then you're going to be like, who are you? And you're going to like, let's say we grew apart or, you know, like, I just don't know who he is anymore or like those kind of things. Don't let that happen. Like know who your person is now and create that sense of security for your kids. Yeah. And, and ask the questions. I mean, this is why we do this podcast is because we want to bring awareness to you of something that you maybe haven't thought about. Right. You know, and maybe you are thinking about it, but you haven't made a step to do anything about it. Right. And it's like the question that you asked me earlier was, do you want this to be the best that you've ever had? Mm -hmm. And like, no, I only want my relationship with my husband to get better. I only want us to grow. Like we are a complete 180 to where we were when we lived in Texas. Like, mm -hmm. Who knew? God did. <laughs> the Sunday school answer is always Jesus. Yes. <laughs> like, 
Jesus. No, <laughs> we were just asking what time it was. Um, yeah, like if you know, I want it to get better. I don't want this to be the peak. I don't want this. Are there going to be valleys? Yes. Yes. Are there going to be tough times? Yes. I don't want this to be the best. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. But you just want it to get better. Right. And if you're not focusing on it and you're not thinking about the impact, the effect it's going to be, your marriage effect, the motherhood effect, all the things, then our question to each other is like, what is your forever? Like, what does that look like? What do you want people to remember you by? What do you want people to remember? Like the example that you set. What do you want your kids to remember? You know? Yeah. Those are like, and we are asking more from a spirituality, you know, like, where's your faith? Where's your heart? Like, that's really where we, you know, want to talk about what really where we're going with this is what does that look like? Is it, you know, oh, it ends here or I've done enough or, hey, this is it for today. Or, or are you going to dig deeper and realize that like, hey, if this is your mission field, which we all know motherhood is your mission field, if God blessed you with children, absolutely. No matter what kind of children. Yeah. I don't care if you have, you're not a biological mom. I It, it doesn't matter whether you've adopted or you're fostering. Or even the fact is like, if you're an empty nester now and there are neighborhood kids who come into your house because, you know, mm -hmm. like their parents come over, like you still have people influence. to influence, to impact. And it's the little things. It's telling your kids to invite the neighborhood child to church, mm -hmm. not you calling the parent and saying, hey, my girls want to know if so-and-so can come to church with us. No. Have your kids learn how to invite somebody to church. If that's not a skill yeah. that we all need to learn about how to like, you know, like I talked to my girls, one of them has a basketball team. And I'm like, you know, when you're sitting there talking to your friends, have you ever asked your friends if they know Jesus? Mm -hmm. And the girls are like, no. I was like, yeah. I was like, not everybody goes to a Christian school. So, you know, you should ask. Yeah. My eight-year-old, she always says, is so-and-so a Christian? Do they know Jesus? I'm like, I don't know. You should ask them. And she typically does. And then my mm -hmm. older kids are like, why is she like what? that? Why is she so? I'm like, T dude, you don't. Get She's going to be a televangelist. Yeah, and you don't get, I don't get to tell her to stop. I can, you don't get I to totally, tell her to stop. I can totally see B going, all right, everybody come to <laughs> And she will. Well, yes, she what will, is your relationship with Jesus? Come to Jesus. <laughs> Let me tell you how he healed me. I'm going to die. She yep. will. She will. I know. I'm, and it's not our job to tell her to stop. I mean, right. she's, God's going to use, God can use little children. Yes. So that's what we want to leave you with. And um, for all of my secret musical theater geeks, I'm going to leave you with a quote as well from the musical Hamilton that says, what is a legacy? A legacy is planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. So like Tracy said, what is your forever? Are you cherishing the little moments and realizing that those little moments can make ripples and waves? that you have no idea how God is going to use. And when we all get to heaven, you can ask and be like, hey, you know that one time that you made me stop and talk to my neighbor? And, you know, I feel like we'll get to have like little reels of like those little moments. Yep. I mean, there'll be something else by, I mean, I don't know. Is there a heaven Instagram? Heaven Graham? I, I, I don't know. I, think I that, hope not. Oh, I but, can't wait to but, close that chapter. It, won't that be fun, though, just to see little reels of our life and like the, all the little things, oh, how yes, it affects it? Like, <laughs> I, can we just have an episode that, where I talk about like all the questions I'd like to ask Jesus? Yeah. Or like all the people I want to meet in heaven and be like, all right, David, 
Let's talk. All right. Let's do that. Let's have questions. That's a good one. You know, so there you go. Next episode, y'all. Okay. Call it creating content. Yes. Okay. And every moment. Every moment. All right, housewives. Well, we love you. We're praying for you. And we're thankful. Yes. Just thankful for the opportunity to share with you and thankful for you to tune in each week. Yep. And continue to unleash your motherhood effect. Yes. Until next week. Bye. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.